Last week, a delegation from Taiwan's health ministry headed to Switzerland to advocate for Taiwan's inclusion in the World Health Assembly. Though Taiwan has been excluded from the event once again, the delegation took the opportunity to form closer ties with Swiss politicians. On Wednesday, they visited the Swiss Federal Assembly and the Bern Town Hall, where local politicians voiced support for Taiwan's inclusion in the annual health summit. Taiwan's delegation on Wednesday went to the Swiss capital Bern to visit the Federal Assembly. One lawmaker they met was the head of the Swiss Parliamentary Friendship Group for Taiwan, Lucas Reimann. A reporter asked him to comment on how Taiwanese journalists had been denied press passes to cover the WHA due to Chinese pressure. Uh, this is unacceptable for me. I think Switzerland as a host country must accept every uh, passport. Yeah, I feel very uh, ashamed for Switzerland that uh, as a country of neutrality and of openness that we do not uh, tackle more the WHO because this is unacceptable and, and uh, has to change. Earlier this month, the Assembly's lower house passed a resolution calling for closer ties with the legislative yuan in a show of the close relationship between Taiwan and Switzerland. CDC Deputy Head Philip Lowe spoke about the exchanges and experiences of each country during the pandemic. During the pandemic, they did not implement too many infection control measures. The main reason for that is that the people did not support such measures. They didn't have as much government intervention as other countries. The delegation later headed to Burntown Hall. There, they met with Mayor Alec von Grafenreid, who visited Taiwan in 2015. He once again showed his support for Taiwan. I think Taiwan should just uh, go straight on, on the way in uh, democratization, <coughs> respect of, uh, of human rights, uh, and be, being uh, a role model for the whole of Asia and finally for, for the whole of the world. And I think sooner or later nobody can, uh, can, can refuse to include uh, Taiwan in, in the global family. Taiwan will never be alone. In Swiss politics, supporting Taiwan is not a minority position. Communicating better and engaging more with the Swiss government perhaps could help us join the WHO. Taiwan has been excluded from the WHA for seven years in a row now. The U.S. State Department on Thursday said it was disappointed with the WHO's decision, saying that it would continue to support Taiwan's return as an observer. We were disappointed that they decided not to do so. We believe that inviting Taiwan as an observer would exemplify the WHO's commitment to an inclusive health for all approach to international health cooperation. And the United States will continue to advocate for Taiwan's re return as an observer at WHA. Earlier this month, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken had issued a statement saying that the U.S. strongly encouraged the WHO to invite Taiwan to participate as an observer in the WHA. It was a third statement of support for Taiwan's participation since taking office. The United States and Papua New Guinea have agreed to sign a security pact, part of which is expected to give the United States vital access to the waters of the Pacific Island nation. Voice of America's Adi Tama reports from Port Moresby. U.S. President Joe Biden has shifted attention to the Pacific over concerns about China's increasing influence in the region, as Beijing has been giving diplomatic and financial assistance to some Pacific nations. 
Papua New Guinea Prime Minister James Marape says agreements with Washington that focus on defense cooperation and maritime matters will be formally signed after parliamentary approval. Now we elevating to a specific defense cooperation agreement, uh, something that is falling short of a treaty. Uh, and so this has been an ongoing work for some time. The defense and maritime agreements will allow the U.S. access the waters near the sea routes to Australia and Japan. In return, Papua New Guinea will gain access to U.S. satellite surveillance. With the U.S. Coast Guard, it now gives us an opportune time to access not just on maritime access, but satellite access to illegal fishing, uh, drug, drug traffickers, uh, illegal loggers. Elias Luhengu, Papua New Guinea Foreign Affairs Secretary, led the negotiation and says the pact will not prevent Papua New Guinea from engaging with other nations. We are within the ambit of the foreign policy perspective of Papua New Guinea, friends to all, enemies to none. This agreement does not in any way preclude PNG from engaging with another nation in a future defense cooperation agreement. Analyst says, this pact will raise concerns over U.S.-China rivalry in the region and potentially put Pacific Island nations in the middle of U.S.-China tension. In 2022, the Solomon Island agreed to sign a security pact with China. Obviously, there comes a point where <laughs> one has to be careful if, uh, if um, those different external players reach heightened levels of, of tension and, and PNG and its neighbours can be uh, caught in the midst of it. Adian Utama, POA News, Papua New Guinea. NVIDIA's stunning earnings in Q1 have given a boost to AI concept shares in the Taiwan market. TSMC shares surged by 23 NT on Friday to hit 566 NT. That lifted the market 213 points or 1.31% to close at 16,505, the highest point for the TIEX in nearly a year. Turnover stood at 375.4 billion NT. Though the figures are looking good, analysts are warning investors to stay on guard. The surge is mainly due to a foreign capital inflow of 100 billion NT these past two weeks. But looking at the broader market, we can see that there are more companies falling than there are rising. That shows that market giants are the main force propping the market up. When the boost from foreign capital comes to an end, we'll start to see some consolidation. NVIDIA's shares skyrocketed by almost 24.4% in after-hour trading on Wednesday, making the company's CEO Jensen Huang richer by more than 6.5 billion U.S. dollars. With a total fortune of 34 billion U.S. dollars, or 1 trillion NT, he jumps to number 37 in the latest Bloomberg Billionaires Index, up from number 47. So far this year, the Tainan-born Huang has gained 20.2 billion U.S. dollars, boosting his fortune by 146 percent since January 1st. The executive yuan has finalized its working calendar for 2024, and it's looking very different from this year's calendar, which has eight long weekends of three days or more. But that comes with a government requirement of working on certain Saturdays to make up for days taken off to form a long weekend. By contrast, next year there will only be one make-up workday, 
but there will only be four long weekends instead of this year's eight. Let's hear how the plan has been received. Next month is the Dragon Boat Festival Long Weekend, which will require yet another makeup workday. Some grumbling about this is to be expected, as this year has a total of six weekend workdays on the schedule. That's set to change in 2024 with only one such day. Yes, I think there was a few too many this year. Of course I don't like it because you have to work more days. My company doesn't open on makeup work days anyway. The only weekend workday in 2024 will be in February. The Little New Year Day is a holiday on Thursday, February 6, which will be made up for by working on Saturday, February 17th after the Lunar New Year break. The arrangements for 2024 means there will only be four breaks lasting three days or more. That's the New Year's Day weekend with three days, the Spring Festival with seven days, the Tomb Sweeping Long Weekend with four days, and the Dragon Boat Festival weekend with three days. And they all happen in the first half of the year. I think that this year with all the long weekends is better, because I can use the breaks to travel abroad. It's easier to take time off. An internet user has planned it all out if you want a long break. For the mid-autumn festival and double tenth, you can get four days off in a row by taking just one day of leave. On International Workers' Day and the Peace Memorial Day, you can take two days off to get a five-day break. Take three days off if you want nine days in a row during the tomb sweeping break or 12 days in the Lunar New Year. For companies, this arrangement is fine. In 2023, there are six makeup work days, which can disturb operations. Workers taking the days off also feel like they are always having to make up for the holidays. So for everyone, planning around them is a whole issue. This arrangement is better for travel agencies. Because if there are too many long breaks, demand for travel is concentrated all over the same period. This way, demand spreads out a little. Employers and travel agents say they approve of having fewer mandated workdays on weekends. It's a fine balancing act that everyone has an opinion on. Bike share operator Ubike announced Friday a compensation program for the more than 40,000 users affected by a data leak earlier this month. Users contacted by scammers will be entitled to a 500 NT voucher to rent the 2.0 version of the Ubike. The distribution system is in the works and will launch as early as September. Ubike says it has sent text messages to users. It has also strengthened password regulations and added verification systems to keep hacker bots out of the system. The company adds that users who receive scam calls or messages should contact the police for a report on the matter. The report can then be used to apply for compensation from Ubike. Taiwan Statistics Bureau has slashed the nation's GDP growth forecast for this year to 2.04%, an eight-year low. It was 0.08 percentage points lower than a February forecast of 2.12%. Let's hear from an official. Exports account for the highest proportion of Taiwan's GDP at more than 60%. Overall, exports have shrunk 7% from the expected value set last year. 
However, food and beverage services in the first quarter of this year grew 17.4%. Taiwan high-speed rail revenues in the first quarter also grew 35.1%, with 56.2% growth in April. This may be related to Ame holding a concert in Kaohsiung and the K-pop girl group that held a concert in Taiwan. They gave rise to a lot of movement. Meanwhile, the specter of inflation continues to loom large. The annual growth rate of the Consumer Price Index is projected to be 2.26 percent, which is 0.1 percentage points higher than the previous forecast. Faced with a lack of momentum in foreign trade, the National Development Council issued a blue light indicating recession for April for the sixth consecutive month. Born in 1894 in Zhanghua, the poet Lai He is hailed as the father of modern Taiwanese literature. After his death in 1943, he left behind many valuable manuscripts. And now his family has decided to donate hundreds of them to the National Museum of Taiwan Literature in Tainan. This includes an original draft of one of his noted novels. The museum plans to use technology from the Tainan National University of the Arts to make reproductions for daily displays so that the writer's ideas will be seen by members of the public. Lai He, dubbed the father of modern Taiwanese literature, left behind many valuable manuscripts after his death. In order to preserve these national treasures, his family has decided to donate hundreds of these manuscripts to Tainan's National Museum of Taiwanese Literature. Because of heavy rains in Zhanghua, the dehumidifiers in the place where the manuscripts were stored became waterlogged. We explained this to the National Museum of Taiwanese Literature, and they said they could do the storage themselves. The handover comes just before Lai's 129th birthday. The Culture Ministry presented a certificate of appreciation to his family, thanking them for the long-term preservation of his works, which shed light on a key period in Taiwan's history. I hope that these original manuscripts will get passed down from generation to generation. They are not only literary classics, they also reflect Taiwan's rise. They are a testimony of Taiwan's modernization and enlightenment and can be passed on. In the future, we can bring these manuscripts to life. We don't want to just leave them lying somewhere in the museum. We want to use them actively so that the public can see them. The museum hopes that even more multimedia cooperation projects can further promote Lai's literature. The Tainan University of the Arts is already using realistic reproduction technology to restore eight manuscripts, which has been of assistance to the daily displays at the Lai He Memorial Hall. The more difficult aspects are that the original manuscripts may have some creases and tears. After processing, we will make a reproduction and then do more processing by hand. For example, there could still be some tears and rough edges. We'll compare the reproduction with the original manuscript and then add annotations. In addition to scanning the original manuscripts and fine-tuning the printing, the signs of aging on the manuscript have to be recreated by hand. Through the replicas, the original manuscripts can be properly preserved to keep Lai's spirit and wordsmithery alive. 
The seaside resort of Kunding in southern Taiwan is one of the island's top diving destinations. Recently, the town's elementary school held its graduation ceremony underwater. Graduating students at Kunding Elementary School are required to dive into the sea in scuba gear to receive their diplomas as large fish and other sea creatures look on. Let's take a look at this one-of-a-kind graduation. This world under the water is colourful as students don air tanks and wear goggles. These little scuba divers are not here just for another fun day out. It's actually their graduation ceremony. All kinds of marine creatures made up the audience as the students dive into the sea to receive their certificates. Pingdong's Kending Elementary School has held this underwater graduation ceremony for four consecutive years. I really enjoy this underwater ceremony. I really saw a lot of things in the water that made them very excited. During the ceremony in particular, three giant travelies were circling around them all the time. Kending on Taiwan's southern tip is surrounded by the sea on three sides and is a famous diving spot. The school, which is close to the sea, takes advantage of the location to help students become familiar with the sea from an early age. Our children get close to the ocean starting in first grade. They learn SUP, snorkeling and surfing until sixth grade when they start learning scuba diving. Other schools don't do these things. I transferred to this school and it's much more fun here. There are more marine courses here. In addition to courses and experiencing marine activities, the school also instills the concept of marine conservation in students from the very beginning. Students say this unique underwater graduation ceremony is a moment to never forget. Archaeologists are thrilled to have dug up a treasure trove of historical relics in a coastal region of Hualien County. The large collection of items includes a coin from the Song Dynasty dating from 1050 AD. The finds were made by accident. Because the Chongde area is a cultural heritage site, constructors have to survey the land before they can build new homes. And this recent survey threw up a lot more than they bargained for. Experts are excited to continue the dig and see what else they can learn about Hualien's past. An iron-gray copper coin, the characters inscribed on it, Xining Ingot, have faded almost to illegibility. The blemishes are a hint of its incredibly long history, almost 1,000 years. But this ancient coin is just one of the many artifacts unearthed at the site. These fragments of patterned objects, including a blue bracelet, have all been dug up at the site in Hualien's Chongde area. We dug them up at 80 centimeters. We found a city of culture. We kept digging and digging and found things everywhere under here. It's mainly three holes here, and there's something that seems like a tomb. Parts of the Chengde area are an official cultural heritage site. That means that constructors have to apply to the County Cultural Affairs Bureau and survey the ground before starting any building works. This project began when local constructors wanted to build a house. Their land survey brought to light a wealth of historical treasures. The glass beads and coins were probably not manufactured by the inhabitants who were living here more than 1,000 years ago. What may be the case is that maritime trade was thriving at that time. 
The survey has now been extended by two months with the consent of the landowner. The Cultural Affairs Bureau has asked Hualien Archaeological Museum to catalog the finds and organize the most important items for a future exhibition. A community bakery in rural Miaoli is a boon for local consumers, older adults, and the wider community. The Shuiwei Community Bakery is a place for older cooks to learn the skills of baking and produce breads for their neighbors. Every weekend, there's too much demand for the delicious loaves, which sell out in just a few hours. And the bakery donates its profits back into community projects. A chewy chocolate and cranberry loaf is cut open, filling the air with a delicious scent. In no time at all, the matcha bread is also coming out of the oven. These products are made in Shuiwei community in Miali's Holong Township. The older women of the community come together each weekend to get baking. They handle everything from kneading the dough to shaping the loaves. The average age of the bakers is well over 60. They're all experienced cooks who have picked up the skills of baking fast. Their handmade bread is barely out of the oven before it's sold out. I just got a loaf of black rice bread. The others all sold out so fast. They're not like bread elsewhere. I think they have a fantastic texture. The bread is sold fresh in the community. All the baking processes are open and transparent to customers, and the ingredients are sourced from local small farmers wherever possible. We use local ingredients as much as we can, including onions grown by some of our farmers, and even green peppers and so on. We put them in too. The community bakery is only open on the weekends. It's something to look forward to each week for locals, as well as for the bakers. Even the profits of the enterprise are put back into the community. For Shuiwei, it's a win-win-win.